Welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, joined by my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, it was a very, very interesting weekend, a little bit of movement. Some people made massive statements. Some people lost their jobs. We're going to get to every little piece of it, but first I must ask... How you doing? What was the weekend like for you? And, it, oh God, we have FA Cup next weekend, which means the Premier League's got to pause again. Yeah, um, I had a great weekend uh, watching all the games. I, I didn't do too much, just relaxed most of the time. Had a had a late night Friday night, um, you know, watching movies, playing video games. It was great. I'm 28 years old, and I can still do that. I'm happy. Um, and then Saturday, I just spent with my girlfriend, uh, just Pretty much relaxing. Um, I forget if it was yesterday. Or so. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yesterday on Sunday. Uh, I went to KFC for the first time in like years, and I have to tell you, Matt, have you been to KFC like in, the, in recently at all? I don't think I've been to a fast food restaurant in like eight years. Well, I'll you're not you. fun. Um, so KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, they came out with a new thing. So they have the their famous bowls, which I always used to get when I when when I was younger. The, the famous bowls. It's like a mashed potato corn chicken and gravy bowl it just all the good things mixed together they made a spicy famous bowl and i have to say it was fan fucking tastic i will find myself at kfc more often now you know what jd you'll be proud of me so i am a very very clean very strict clean eater I'm 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 pretty tight to my diet i don't stray too far from the path when it comes to things I put into my body. But man, there's I have one weakness. I have one massive weakness where it's like I crave it and I get it once a month and I enjoy every last every last little bit and it's Chinese food. Oh yeah, you're I telling fucking me about love, that. I fucking got myself a double order of General Tao's chicken, pork fried rice and a fucking veggie egg roll and I think I inhaled it in like 2 minutes and it's like then you just lay on a couch and melt. Like, you just sit there and you just let the weight of the world just, like, push itself down on you. And it's like, I enjoy it. I had a great time. But good God, I know people who have, like, food of this calorie amount, the amount of sauce, the amount of sodium, like, every meal. And I'm like, I don't know how certain people can live like that. I do it with Indian food. Like I get like, like the spiciest chicken curry. Like they give me a one, like one out of 10. I, if it's a new place, I'll do seven just to test it out. But usually it's eight or nine and I will inhale like what is probably for three people. I will inhale of of chicken curry over, over rice and, and some non bread. I will inhale like three portions in one sitting and not feel bad about it at all. Like, I need to find an Indian food place near me. I like love thinking about Indian it, food. like, like I, I always like trying different things. Like not like crazy, crazy stuff. Like you will not catch me at the place that's serving like fish eyeballs. Like nah, we're we're not cool like that. But honestly, give me some meat. Give me some veggies. No, that's I'm, I'm that's down. what I'm saying. Try yeah. If you, if you if you haven't really had like good authentic indian curry it's really good and it's it's literally just chicken and curry sauce over rice that that's really yeah. what it is i mean it, there's more to it than that but that's basically what it is you know what there's a jamaican food place near my house Ooh, jamaican food is really yeah good. yeah yeah you know what yeah. i might Do you be really I might want be... the spice yeah yeah oh yeah i'm not i'm not the biggest i like the kick i don't like like i know people who get hot sauce strictly so that they can burn every oh, I, part I, of their I want tongue. to punish my mouth no when, when no. i go See, when i uh, eat spicy food i i per i want to punish my mouth like that's the no. whole point now i'm gonna cut you off right there i enjoy a little bit of the heat i enjoy a little bit of the whew, like the little bit of like you gotta like wave your mouth you're a, a three out of ten feel. guy you, you don't yeah, have to no. spell it out 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. I want to enjoy the taste of my food. I don't want my food to hurt me. I do. Like, <laughs> JD wants the punishment coming in, and then a day or two later wants the punishment going out. I... Oh, JD. Oh, it's got nothing. Hurt. Nothing it's... feels more relaxing the next day. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. You probably can't sit down. You probably need one of those hemorrhoid uh, rings. Yeah, but, yeah like ring, little, butt rings. The, the, the butt ring, the fucking uh, Bad Boys 2 bullet hole butt <laughs> ring that fucking Martin Lawrence had to sit on because he got shot in the ass. Like, that's what I assume JD does the day after eating super spicy food. He just sits on a, a little rubber ring to make sure his asshole doesn't fucking burn him to death. Dude, you have no idea how spicy I eat food. Like, I get those TGI Fridays, like, boneless buffalo wing, like, frozen, you know, appetizer things. Comes with a packet of buffalo sauce. I put that in. Then I dump a bunch of, like, actual hot sauce in it. Red pepper flakes and then actual, like, black pepper. No, and then I shake it up, all the chicken, and I eat, like, 20 pieces of it. And uh, I – my blood pressure is boiling at that point. Yeah. But then yeah. I just I just veg out. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I, I can't stress this enough. How am I alive? <laughs> no, it's not that. Okay, maybe it's a little bit of that. But it's more along the lines of, like, I just don't get people who order super, 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 super spicy things strictly because they're like, I just want it to hurt. And I'm sitting here like, okay, I do not promote self-harm. <laughs> Stop eating foods that punish you. Like, food is supposed to be a thing that you take in for nourishment, for strength, for health. And we live in the 21st century where, fuck it, you can make it taste good, too. But, like, <laughs> people who are sitting here who, like, literally take, like, the most aggressive hot sauce and then drench your food in it. That's me. <laughs> I, Look, I like. you need to respect your food. Respect JD, okay? It's being respected enough. You're not wasting it. As long as you don't waste food, you are respecting food. You taking every hot sauce from the supermarket, putting it into one massive bowl, dropping one singular chicken nugget in the middle, and then squishing it around, oh, yeah. and then eating it, is not... Like, there is no... Like, no. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch out next time I eat next to JD. I don't need him like splashing hot sauce in my food. Dude, no, no, no. We'll go when. when uh, well, I don't. I don't know if that'll be. I mean, we're we're gonna see each other soon. You know. Yeah. In in yeah. Philadelphia in a couple weeks, and I don't know West... if we're gonna. There's gonna be a situation where I would be eating something where I'm gonna be dumping hot sauce on it. But maybe no, we, maybe I'm... we can maybe we can go out of our way to make that happen. Yeah, I, I would really like not to watch myself die because I already know like one bite of like JD's like four hot sauce is done for me. Like <laughs> the food is ruined. I can't take this heat. Please, someone bring me ice like ice chips to chew on. Matt, like, as as the famous chefs say, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm not in their kitchen. I'm in my kitchen where I have pepper. That's pepper, it. Black pepper, just black pepper. Just black pepper. That's not even it. some red pepper flakes. No, absolutely. Oh not. come on, you can put that in anything. Maybe chicken on a Alfredo, pizza. red pepper maybe, flakes. Pizza, red may, pepper flakes. Maybe if I'm taking a few lactate pills, <laughs> maybe I'll have some pizza and I don't mind some red pepper flakes. I like, but the thing is, red pepper flakes aren't like, oh my god, I can't feel my mouth heat. That's just good heat. Like that's a good amount of. What podcast are we on? Right now? I, just, I just thought to myself, like, I'm looking at the record button. I'm like, we are nine minutes in and we have not mentioned one thing. Uh, that's it. Back on track. Back on track. We'll talk about food another time. Jesus Christ. So uh, a lot of things happened this weekend in the EPL. Like I said at the intro before our eight minute tangent on food. A lot of things happened in the English Premier League this season. Uh, we had two old-school heavyweights go at each other and again in what was a, like a renewed rival game. Uh, we had a manager sacking, and I, I don't know, J.D., I haven't checked for Berzio Romano's Twitter. Has 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 Chelsea signed more people, or it, it, do I, like... I, I don't know. I feel like this is like every single day they just need to keep bringing in someone new, so I just 
don't even keep up with it anymore. Yeah, I don't think they've signed anybody new, but there was uh, some report about some kind of financial fair play sanction. But I don't think it's actually... I think I think it was something about the, the eight-year deal for Mudrick. Um, like, it, they're going to, like, limit it to five-year deals for Chelsea. Like going forward, oh, it was. I feel no. I didn't. I didn't go that far into it. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh my god, that's doing so much. What a pot! What a it, punishment! It was something about like how Chelsea's kind of you know getting around financial fair play by making it an eight-year deal, so they might enforce Chelsea to only do five-year deals. I I don't know if that's just Chelsea or that's a league-wide thing. It's also not confirmed. I think I just read something about it. I don't know, um, but oh. I know it was because of that eight-year deal. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see. Well, that's what we do here. Of, we ha- we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, speaking of Chelsea, it's the first game of the weekend. Uh, Liverpool zero, Chelsea zero. We don't normally talk zero zero draws, but there were a few key talking points in this game. JD, I'll have you go first. Zero zero at home. You predicted a draw. You got your draw. How are we feeling? What What's the overall reaction from this game? The only real bit of excitement, I think, came from a Kai Havertz goal that was ruled offsides correctly. And the debut of Mudrick, who, I'll tell you right now, thank God Arsenal didn't get their hands on him, because this, this kid looks really fucking good. Um, yeah, I, he looks good, and that's what you would expect from, like, a debut like that, where he's coming off the bench, you know, lo- looking to make an impact. I will say, don't judge him off this, good or bad. Like, I, you just can't judge him. He had, what, 25 minutes, maybe, to, to make an impression. And yeah, he, he had some good runs. He missed the target on, like, three occasions. And James Milner welcomed him to the league <laughs> with a very a very bad tackle that was hilarious. Um, thankfully, James Milner didn't injure him, but <laughs> or I wouldn't be praising it like I am. Um, I don't know. This game kind of sucked. Actually, not even kind of sucked. This game sucked. I it, This is exactly what I thought it would be. Liverpool, you know, coming off of a big win against Wolves, you know, kind of, I guess. Um, eh, I didn't think they'd do much here, and I was correct. And, and the same could be said about Chelsea. With all the new signings and everything going on at the club, it's not really going to help them in this game. Like, I, I don't see them beating Liverpool as much as I really see Liverpool right now beating Chelsea. That's why I went for a draw, and you know what? Look at that. Fucking nil-nil draw. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it was, like, not to sugarcoat it. Like I said, like I think the major talking points from this game were literally a goal in the third minute that was rolled off sides and Mudrick's debut. Like, that is it. This game really like i i think both teams really lost an opportunity to dig themselves out of a hole because the winner in the chelsea versus liverpool draw is everyone else everybody else wins because this game drew like neither one of these teams took a chance i would say maybe chelsea were a little more aggressive but like not enough for me to be like oh they deserve to win neither one of these teams deserve to win like, this easily could have been a game where one bad play could have led to one goal, and that's it. So, we move on. We move on. Next game, Bournemouth won. Nottingham Forest won. Uh, Jaden Anthony getting the first goal for Bournemouth. And Bournemouth dominating this game for a good chunk of the period. Yes, Forest had a good chunk of possession for big periods of this game and really, really took it at Bournemouth. But... Getting a late goal from Daniel Sturridge, you know, um, not sorry, not Daniel Sturridge. I'm sorry, Sam Sturridge. You, you, Forrest did JD just enough once again to kind of keep themselves relevant. Because this, watching this game, seeing, you know, seeing Forrest continue to struggle, it's like this team is so hot and cold. They keep bouncing back and forth. They get a result. They don't get a result. This, I think, was a fair result. I think they were due a goal. I think they would have been upset if they didn't get a goal in this game. But I think if you're Bournemouth, a team that is so far down at the bottom of the table, still in the relegation zone, like this was your ability to get all three points at home, and you fucked it up. Yeah, this is way bigger for Nottingham Forest. I, th- I think this is this is the kind of result that if they can just do this consistently, they're going to stay up. 
I'm, I'm not fully sold on them staying up. But the way they've looked the last couple weeks, it's looking good. I'm more interested in that Manchester United have a guy named Jaden and a guy named Anthony. And uh, a guy from Burnmouth named Jaden Anthony is scoring more than them. So. Pain. It's the only thing I know. <laughs> Thought I'd point that. Well, I just came up with that on the spot, by the way. Uh, we actually have an update on Jaden Sancho, but I'll wait for it post. Is he even United is he game. even still on the team? I, I again, I'll give an update as it comes up. <laughs> Leicester City two, Brighton two. This one was definitely one of the big shockers of the weekend. Uh, Brighton getting the goal early, uh, but uh, Leicester City coming back and getting two goals, and Leicester City dominated this game all the way up and up to the almost like one of the final kicks of the game, but. Brighton come back and get the draw. JD, this this game shocked me in a lot of ways because Leicester City didn't look bad. Like, Leicester City did not look completely out of place in this game. Usually when you watch Leicester, they are the second best team in only two teams. This was not the case. Brighton allowed Leicester to continue to be in this game. And, yeah, you know, Brighton had the possession, they had the shots, they had the ch created chances. But at no point did I think Leicester City didn't deserve at least one point out of this game. If anything, it's a little unfair that Leicester City couldn't see this game out because towards the end of the game, you really thought that maybe they could do it. But a late goal from Ferguson would see this game go 2-2, uh, each team grabbing one point. JD, this was almost a really bad slip-up for Brighton. This was almost really bad. Yeah, this was, this was not a great game by Brighton. It was... It, it was fa a fantastic way to come back, and and that Evan Ferguson goal was fantastic. I when you look at that goal, he's so young. I think he's eight, I think he's still eighteen, maybe he's nineteen. That header, that looping header to the far put. I mean, that is just so hard to do, especially at that young of an age with that little experience. I it's fantastic, and Matoma with a, a, a absolutely beautiful curler. At the same time, you can't let a team like Leicester City in like that. I mean, they they did not defend well. Brighton, I should say, did not defend well. I was, you know, this makes Liverpool drawing suck even worse because this would have been a perfect opportunity for Liverpool to go to level. But you know what? That's that's how Liverpool are this season. And uh, Brighton will be fine. They'll be fine. Honestly, they uh, they're not missing Trussard. I mean. People will say, oh, yeah, they're missing Chassard here. It's like, yeah, but they haven't been the last couple of games that they haven't had him. So I, I think they're going to bounce back from this. And Leicester, this is a very valuable point. Like, yeah, you, you dropped the ball here, but honestly, one point is more than you probably expected. So take it. <laughs> yeah, it's... This is giving this is giving Brendan Rodgers a couple more years on that contract. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like... The fact that Leicester City were even in the driving seat for the majority of this game shocked me. In like that's where I was saying in like the like the like the build up to the episode this 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 week had a lot of shock. Like this this had a lot of storylines. Leicester City almost beating Brighton would have been one of the biggest storylines of the weekend. It actually would have been because that's a team in the relegation battle beating a team making a run for European spots. Like this game could have been really bad for Brighton. So, we move on. Southampton 0, Aston Villa 1. A late Ollie Watkins goal be, would be the only goal in this game. JD, that, like you said before Leicester uh Liverpool versus Chelsea sucked. This game sucked. This yeah. game yeah. this game was zero enjoyment factor. I had no pleasure not only watching this game. I had zero pleasure reviewing this game. I want to talk about like I, I was trying to find talking points. I was physically trying to be like, ooh, but this kind of happened, or ooh, this kind of happened. No, JD, this game sucked. This game, this this game was terrible. Like, congrats, Aston Villa, you you did it. An Unai Emery masterclass. You're in eleventh. Like, I, I shit you not, you're one point behind Chelsea, on the same level of games. Good for you, Les Austin Villa. I think that's the only takeaway from this game I could really honestly give you. This game sucked. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I mean, good win for Aston Villa, but yeah, you're right. This game was trash. I the only takeaway from this is wow, Southampton might be going down. 
We might yeah. see Everton and Southampton go down in the same season, which would be wild. And James Ward-Prowse might actually go to a team where he will be able to show how how good he is. He he's kind of showing that, but he will show how much how world class he is at a better team when Southampton go down. What if Southampton keep him on the same wages and just James Ward-Prowse is the best player in the championship? Because he um, would be. Yeah, he would be. I. I don't know if they'd be. I don't know what his wage structure is. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he has to be the highest paid player. He's a captain and and obviously their best player. I don't know if they'd be able to, because mm-hmm. you think about it, say say he's making. I'm, I'm going to guess between sixty and eighty thousand pounds a week. Is that does if, that sound fair? For if that's all, if that's all he's making, that's crazy. Here, you know what? Go ahead and make your point. I'm actually going to look up what James Ward Prowse okay. in a week. Okay, say okay. Even if he's making a hundred thousand pounds or or less, I, I don't know. I don't think. Southampton can afford to keep him on those wages if they're in the championship because they're losing so much revenue from the TV deal and the, and all the streaming deals and stuff that they're gonna need they're gonna have other players that are gonna leave because they're Premier League proven and they're gonna want to stay in the league. They will need to recruit heavily for the championship and they're not gonna be able to do that if they have a guy on hundred thousand pounds. They just won't. So I. He- he makes 11.7 million euros a season for a five-year contract. What is a what Do is some tw- quick maths? 11. He's wait, 11. Point what? 11.7 million euros. 11.7. 11. Um, are you sure about that? That's what Google said. 11.7 I mean, million a year. Yeah, on a, on five years. Oh, oh, that's that's for the five years. No, no, no. That's, that's per, per year. year. You're telling me James Ward Prowse makes two hundred twenty five thousand euros a season, or a, or a week rather. Yeah. Uh, how are they affording that now? Yeah, they're not. I I was going. I was saying even like eighty thousand, they would have to either get him down on that deal or get rid of him. Uh, yeah, no, there's no way they're keeping James Ward Prowse. I don't. That also that is unconfirmed. I here, I don't here, believe that he's making two hundred twenty five thousand a week. I, I don't he's, believe. Oh that. no, his no his week his weekly salary is a hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. The there we go. So yeah, that makes sense. A hundred thousand. That's really high for a team like Southampton, but it's also James Ward Prowse. So I get it. There's is no he the way he's staying team? on that deal if they go to the if they go down. There's no fucking way he's getting. He's getting a reduced deal to stay, or he's gone. There's, they cannot afford that if they go down. That's like a hundred million in revenue down the drain just for for being relegated. Yeah, he is. He is the highest salary on of Southampton, course, yeah. which is expected. Which which is second highest is Theo Walcott. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, he's probably how he, many? He's probably got like one or two years left on that deal. He's not going to get another one. He's making about seventy five. Yeah. Uh, seven point five, you know, seventy five k a week. So good on, good on you, Theo Walcott. Still, still, still making a paycheck. We're we're happy to see he it. Makes a lot more than me a week than I make a year. So uh, cool. West Ham uh, in the battle of loser leaves permanently. That's that's what this game. This I mean, this is loser leaves town. Leave. This is loser leaves town type game, and yeah. West Ham 2, Everton none. Uh, Jared Bowen remembered that, oh, hey, I'm a forward on a soccer club, and let me kind of put the ball in the net. So he decided to do that twice. This game was pretty sloppy. It was all over the place. West Ham wanted it more. West Ham took advantage of the chances provided, and, and Everton just looked terrible. They They look absolutely terrible. It's getting no better. It's probably... It, the rumor was if they lost, Frank Lampart was going to lose his job, and we found out this morning that Frank Lampart has stepped down from the role. Uh, he got fired. He didn't step down. Yeah, stepped down, fired, whatever. My, my, my man is collecting an unemployment check. Um, yeah, I, J.D., this game happened, and I honestly don't even want to talk about it. Like, good on West Ham, good on you. It was a good result. Who replaces Frank at Everton, and can they realistically keep them up? Um, it's going to be really tough, no matter who comes in. But you have 
your pick of so many <laughs> relegation specialists. I mean, the obvious choice is Sam Allardyce, of course. But you have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> I don't think Ole comes back. Um, I really don't. I think I think Ole got a taste because Ole did it because he did it because it was United. I I he got chased out of the Prem when he was with Cardiff. He literally got well, chased out yeah. of the Premier League. And I think the only reason why Ollie came back was because it was Manchester United. He here's, loved this club. Here's a curveball, Matt. And and tell me what you think about this. Greg Berhalter. Greg Berhalter to start a season, not Greg Berhalter to, like, save a season. Like, if this was, hey, it is the new Premier League season we are a team that's probably going to be in the lower part of the table. Here is head coach Greg Berhalter. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's exactly like you said. You need a relegation specialist. You need a guy who knows what to do to grind points week in and week out to get the result to keep you up. Greg Berhalter has no experience in this. Greg Berhalter can barely get a team of young Americans to get up Matt, for a bigger game Matt, in the World Cup. You're, you're making my point. That's yeah. why I want this to happen. I want Everton to go down. Greg yeah, Berhalter okay. would be a train okay. wreck. Okay. I okay, saw geez. I saw like a joke report that's like, oh, Greg Berhalter's being considered to replace Frank Lampard. That would be hysterical. No. JD's got an agenda, and my apologies that I led to JD to talk about his rival now, and trying to stay Also, up. I, I did also read reports that Wayne Rooney is being considered for the job, and no, honestly, I, I don't want him to leave DC United because it's way too fun to watch DC United be this bad. No, I think... <laughs> it's way too fun. Well, let me tell you this. Wayne Rooney is building something in DC. No, no that's, he's not. That's, that's no, his not. project. No, no, that's his project, and he wants to. He wants. So his was Derby, team. and look what happened. Okay, well, Derby wasn't his fault. Like, <laughs> like imagine you're the you're you're the assistant manager of the store, and the general manager is the one stealing and liquidating money out of the business, and then the cops come knocking on your door. What the fuck is he supposed to do? Like, that's that's what happened to Derby. I'm telling you right now. I don't I don't see Wayne Rooney because again. I don't think Wayne Rooney is a real... I don't know what Wayne Rooney would tell this group of players, like, what to do to stay up. It's got to be Big Sam. It's got to be... Again, it's got to be just the these the, the rotating four or five managers that continuously... Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> stop. He's okay, available. First of all, yeah. First of all, also, like, a photo came up that like really like made me like absolutely piss myself because you like you almost forget it's real everton had carlo Ancelotti 18 months ago yep. was it no like, it was more than 18 months ago that was whatever. like that was like two and a half what? years ago but yeah yeah, yeah but I, yeah I, in, I, in I, the I, recent past yeah they had dude, I th- dude dude i think it was 18 he took over real at the beginning of last season that's 18 months ago like yeah i yeah and they had hold on Make your yeah, point. I, I'm gonna look this yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, like Carlo Ancelotti, a guy who won the Champions League and the La Liga title with Real Madrid, literally coached Everton like and brought James than... Rodriguez there, which was hilarious. Oh, and just okay, 2019 to 2021, so two years ago. But yeah, okay, yeah, it's so... close enough. Close enough. Okay. But I, I tell you this right now, man. It's like. I think Everton are in officially like I can I think it's confirmed they're going down. I think it's confirmed. There's no saving this club. They're they don't have the players to. They don't have the backing to rally well, to get 80 points. million pound rated Anthony Gordon isn't good enough to keep Everton up. Are you kidding okay. me? Oh, he's a child. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, James Starkowski. Yeah. They're not good enough. Connor also, Cody, who I, went I who went to Everton to to you know be in a better team. Well, shocked wolves fa- aren't shocked face. Well, well, let's be real here. Wolves are also to not doing too too much better. They're a better um, team though. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know what Everton do. I, re I, re I honest to God, do not know what Everton do. Like, sack the board to begin. Well, if the fans don't get to them first, right? Um, yeah, I we can move on. I mean, I, I don't think... Like, again, the game was very much a one-sided, boring contest. Like, nothing against West Ham. It was a good win. Congratulations. This was three massive points to help your fight to get out of the bottom three. But you're going to have to perform a lot better against anyone else to get anything out. Like, if you... if I feel like if West Ham played this game against other people in the league, they would have struggled. Like, they wouldn't have gotten two goals and a clean sheet. So, next game, Crystal Palace 0, Newcastle 0. Newcastle have not conceded a goal in a while. I don't know the exact statistics, and I feel bad because I was talking to someone. I was talking to a Newcastle source. They have, about... So, they have 12 clean sheets and 11 goals conceded. They have more clean sheets than they've conceded goals this season which is absurd so, it's absurd that they're yeah. only third i'll say yeah. that much it, and and i'll be real here nick pope didn't have to be too too involved in this game but damn did nick pope not make a few absolute world-class saves but it, it's like talking with newcastle fans seeing what newcastle fans are posting online i understand that this is an interesting transition for the newcastle fan you are no longer in the, hey, we got a draw, we got a point, yippee, you know, yippee Kaye, all things are good. You can't do that anymore. You are expected to win these games now. You are expected to find a result. How good of a game can it be for Newcastle if you can't even get a goal against Crystal Palace? Like, no one up front is hurt. Bruno Grimage was in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Bruno Grimage was in this game. It was like Newcastle's putting their best 11 players out on the field against Crystal Palace and struggling to get goals. Like, and I'll, I'll compare Newcastle to Manchester United. Manchester United absolutely threw the damn kitchen sink at Crystal Palace, and they just put on a world-class defensive structure against them, against United. I don't think Crystal Palace defended as much as they had to against United. Like, I think Newcastle was an easier opponent for Crystal Palace on this day. I think, honestly, Crystal Palace may be a little upset they didn't find a goal in all this because, damn, did they not almost get it. But, damn, Nick Pope is a cheat code in FIFA, and he's a cheat code in real life. And the fact that this dude still isn't England's number one is fucking, like mind-numbing yeah i mean it helps when you're six foot seven. Oh my, my guy yeah dude it's it takes the bigger you are the more it takes for you to move when you're shorter you have a little bit more agility to you when you're six foot seven you know peter crouch was like what six foot eight yeah my some, man some moved insane, like, yeah my my man moved like a goddamn gazelle like you heard him like you heard him like uh trotting do, 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 do. galloping yeah, trotting galloping. that's it galloping. galloping galloping exactly like when you're that tall it's not super super beneficial to you and yes i understand the goalkeeping position's different but jd this is I, I i again tell me if i'm wrong this was a failed opportunity for newcastle to get themselves a gap for that third place spot i mean i will say yes you're right this it was a failed opportunity to, to, to make that gap larger than being tied on points with United. But with United losing, at least they got a point. Yes. You know, so they do actually... Well, they, did, they didn't know this going in. This I know, was, I know. I'm uh, just saying, yeah. like, at least at least they got something out of out of this game, whereas we'll get to Manchester United. But I, I don't know. Newcastle... I think I've been saying this. Where they, they have three draws out of their last five games. But the other two games are wins, so they're unbeaten in, in five games. That's still pretty good. For this team, what yeah. they're doing this season, I really don't have many complaints about Newcastle. Yes, they should probably beat Crystal Palace, but at least they're not losing. They're, they're consistently not losing, and that's what gets you results come the end of the season. If you consistently Absolutely. don't lose and win enough— I, Yeah, I know that sounds dumb. So if you win enough games, you'll be successful. But I'm just saying, like— it, in those games that you don't win, if you just consistently get points here and there, that's what takes you over the line at the end of the, at the end of the season. So I, 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 I 
Newcastle are doing well. I think Palace did play well in this game. I they're they're going to have another I would say successful mid mid table season. And I I can't have higher praise for Patrick Vieira in this in, yeah. in, in this in this moment. Yeah, Patrick Vieira now has gone up against the team in third and the team in fourth and played them absolutely for a full 90 minutes and went toe-to-toe. So yeah. Patrick Patrick Vieira is building something over there in Crystal Palace, so you love to see maybe, it. Maybe he can save Everton. No. I, dude, dude, if... That would be too good of a sign. Ugh. And Everton don't do this. We're on to Sunday. Leeds United 0, Brentford 0, uh... Tyler Adams is officially taking the American about this sport and just, he's trying to fight everyone. And like, anytime I watch highlights or I watch replays or I like read articles about games, I am now consistently reading and Tyler Adams got into a scrum or Tyler Adams got into it. He didn't do that at Red Bulls. Uh, he did that all the time here for Red Bull, man. Eight little 17 year old Tyler Adams tried to fight everybody. (laughs) I, I, and I love it. I love the fact that he's growing into this enforcer. Like, because again, Tyler Adams is not the tallest of, at his position. He is not going to over, like, he's not going to stand over people at that CDM role like a Fabinho, a Rodri, a Casemiro, a Partey. He's a foot shorter than those guys. But damn, I'll tell you right now, Tyler Adams will probably fight any last one of them because. Would you take him at the Red Wings or whatever your hockey team is? The Devils? The Devils. I don't know. I keep I keep thinking it's the Red Wings. I don't know why. No, actually, low-key, the Devils are about to risk a mass... So the Devils are actually in, like, an actual, like, a, a spot where they can make a long playoff run. And, like, there's a massive rumor that there's Devils, like... There's, like, our Devils, like, front office is in San Jose right now. San Jose is trying to sell everything because they are trying to do a rebuild and their best player is like what everyone wants. But the Devils actually have more prospect capital than anyone else. My biggest fear is we are going to trade our entire future for this guy. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I I don't know anything about hockey, but, uh, Yeah, this guy is going to make the Devils an immediate Stanley Cup contender. Like he would, they like if the Devils bring this guy in, boom, they are one of three to four teams that if you don't make it to the Stanley Cup, season's a failure. And I get that, but you're going to trade away like three draft picks and two prospects, and I'm like, you're about to Los Angeles Rams it and be like, fuck them picks. Hey, they fuck got it. They got a ring though. They got a ring, but yeah, um. Brentford, um, Brentford leads uh, again, like, I feel like for Brentford, like, they just didn't show up at all. Brentford didn't show up to this game at all. Leeds, I think, feels maybe just a little hard done to not get something out of this, but I think if you told both of these teams at the beginning of the day, hey, I'll get you a point, I guess they'd be okay with it, but Leeds is still one point now out of the drop zone. Like, Leeds is one bad week away from finding themselves down there. So, I feel like for Leeds, this was just a massive drop opportunity. It's, I don't know, but... Yeah. It, it's almost as if the relegation battle is more interesting than the title fight. Every year. No, not, not every year, but this year especially. Because there are, like, seven teams that could find themselves in the relegation zone on a bad run of two weeks. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's, that's what Damn. we went for here at the EPL, boys. And yet, Brendan Rodgers and Leicester City will find some way, shape, or form to just be comfortable on those final two yep. game weeks. Yep. Like, yep. <sighs> Manchester City 3, Wolves nothing. Oh, yeah. Erling Holland exists. Uh, we kind of all, like... I got this had, one like, wildly wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. J- JD... <laughs> JD swung... And JD missed. Let's go with that. All misses, uh, no hits. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like a fresh Drake album. <laughs> Yeah, just awful. it's just just god awful. I'll be honest. That's 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 all I have to say about this game. It was Erling Holland. It it was always Erling Holland. You know. Also, why, I've said it. I. Oh no, go ahead. Why are City getting these penalty calls? They don't need them. That that well, was I'll a be, shit I'll be honest call. with you. I'm sorry. I'll that was honest, a shit well, call. It's I'll not like it mattered. With you. But like, I'll I'll be honest with you, City didn't get like two calls in this game that also could have been penalties like it was very much like 
a typical normal APL game, you saw the foul, you saw what happened, and you're sitting there like, oh, that's a pen. And then just play continued. And I'm like, okay, they'll VAR it. Up oh, VAR said it was good. Really? But then like, the one like, they get then the one they give is like not a penalty at all. Again, yeah, not that make, it matters got, at all. They gotta make up for a blown call. But yeah, Erling Holland gets another hat trick in this league. He's turning us into farmers. And yeah. This comes da- down to my theory, and in the past few weeks, it's worked against City. Prevent KDB from walking the ball into open space, you're going to do okay against City. You're going to be competitive against City. Kevin De Bruyne had, at certain points in this game, 20 yards of real estate in any single direction for him to walk the ball to. And I'm sitting here just staring and going, oh, they're just not going to mark the best provider of assists in the world. And of course, it's easy for KDB to go find things and create stuff. Wolves just dropped the ball. This was a bad game for Wolves. This was a very, very bad game for Wolves. So, yeah, it, it doesn't help when I, you're yeah. playing City. I, They can turn it on at any moment. I, I was going off of a couple seasons ago where Wolves were just the... City's kryptonite, and you gotta you gotta make those you gotta make those calls sometimes. And I was I was a little off, but uh, I think I I think I beat you and the fans on picks this week. But we'll get to that. I was gonna say we are going to get to that next game of the week. This let me be very very clear. It is so good to have Manchester United and Arsenal be like where they are going at it top of the premier league there was such an energy like of a nervousness of going into this game of like this this game lived up to every expectation and a little bit more arsenal three manchester united two uh goals wonder goals from marcus rashford and bakayo saka um martinez from manchester united getting a very clutch late header but the real star of the show, Nketia, not only getting a leading goal at the time, but getting the game winner in the 90th minute. JD, this game had everything. This game was fun to watch. Both teams went at it. Both teams, I mean, you can honestly say both of these teams did everything they could in this game. And I, I'll go, I'll let you talk about what you want because i have a lot to break down in this game from both sides yeah i mean you know a game's off the rails when lissandra martinez is scoring a header uh now granted it was an uncontested header <laughs> it's not like, it's not like he beat somebody in the air to win a header i i watched but, this and i was like oh man all the manchester united fucking fanboys are gonna be online and be like oh lissandra martinez five foot nine winning headers like he didn't win a header he just had i just <laughs> i just i just immediately dm'd fucking <laughs> jamie Carragher and just been like huh too oh, short for the Premier League oh now, I see. Literally uncontested. It wasn't even like a header. He just looped it over when he had nobody but within the, five well, yards uh, of him. Like, the he, IQ, he also didn't have... need to use... I, I'm, it's a goal. He didn't need to use his head. He could have fucking oh trapped the God. ball and kicked it in. I'm sorry. Like That, there, that was an I'm unnecessary confirmed. header. I, I confirm. A this normal, is my a con- normal, no. a normal no. sized pl- person, A normal-sized person would have trapped it on his chest and volleyed it in. But he was just that low to the ground that he could only do a header. I am now a fit. This is confirmed. My hypothesis is confirmed. It is no longer a theory. It is a confirmation. Lissandro Martinez could cure cancer tomorrow. JD would poke a hole in it. JD would be like, wow, why did it take him this long to do cancer? You know, someone of normal size would have well, done this you, you, know, you know why it took him so long? Because his legs are so fucking short. He couldn't, he couldn't move. He couldn't move quick enough. JD and Jamie Carragher are just stuck in a bad take and don't want to admit that uh, they got it wrong. They don't want to admit that this guy. Lissandro Martinez barely plays anymore. What do you mean? He is our best center back uh, behind Luke. You were Shaw. saying Luke Shaw was. What are you talking about? <laughs> when well, I'll tell you right now. Luke Shaw did not have a great game, and I feel like at this point, I'm like looking at Eric Ten Hag and being like, "You can't have it both ways, Luke Shaw or Lissandra Martinez for your you for your can't center have back it both. Season. You can't have it both. Have Veron be a winger. Like get out there, champ. 
I have faith in you. Like, uh, first of all, I'll take anyone else besides Scott McTominay at center back. Hey, he had CDM. a great shot. That one shot. Wow. That really makes up for the fact that every counterattack United tried to start, he killed. And every time we were trying to get the ball out, he would make a really arid pass, which would give it right back to Arsenal. I'll be honest, I'm taking nothing away. As a as United fan, I am not taking one thing away from Arsenal's win. Let me start off by saying this. Arsenal, you played the better game. Your players stepped up for the moment. You got the opportunities. You created the chances. You won the game. I am taking nothing away from you. As a Manchester United fan, I could not be more thrilled on how this team played. I really can't. You walked into the Emirates on a night where you knew the atmosphere would be unreal. You are playing on short rest. You are playing with players out. And you went toe-to-toe up until the final kick with the best team in this league. I am so fucking astound that it's only taken six months of Eric Ten Hag to get to this moment. I, I am fucking over the moon on how good this team fucking looks. And no, I know that as long as we qualify for a Champions League spot, oh my God, the good times are going to get so fucking good with the new management team coming in, whoever it ends up being, and just dumping money into this fucking club. I just need United to just fucking hold that top four spot. That's all. Like that. That is what this season is make or break on. United went toe-to-toe with the best team in the league. And damn it, United had a chance or two to fucking win this game. They really, really did. My two stinkers of the match are definitely Scott McTominay and Anthony. Like, Scott McTominay fucking was terrible. And Anthony, good fucking God, string a pass, dude. He was... He's not good at passing. He's good at, he's good at dribbling. He's good at spinning around. Yes. That's what, but he, I need that's him what he paid 100 mil for. I need him to do the other thing, though. You know, the thing like be a good right winger. Nope, but, nope. That you um, paid 100 mil for for a for a, spin, a spinny around player. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Now, Arsenal, you were the better team for the majority of this game, and you deserve to win. That's it. That is it. I have nothing more to say. I I look at what Arsenal have done. They have built now. Such a foundation. Bringing in Lissandro uh, Trossard and then signing, they signed they signed a young Polish center back who played every game for Poland in the World Cup. So that's a big thing too. JD, everything about this game tells me Arsenal can go toe to toe with every team in this league for the rest of the season. And again, it's Arsenal's title to lose. Yeah. It's Arsenal's title to lose. I think that's it. I think we we officially can say after a win like this, it's Arsenal's title to lose. But then, I didn't even realize this until they were talking about it. How are we, how have we met the midway point of this season and City and Arsenal have not played yet? How did that fucking happen? Like because how can the we World say World Cup? That's why. Well, no, 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 no. We are officially at, like every team plays nineteen. Oh yeah. That will probably because of rescheduling and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So if you're Arsenal, like, please don't overlook the small games. But goddamn, is Arsenal versus City not going to be fucking blockbuster football? When do they play? Oh, oh, they play February 15th. All right. That's, yeah. All eyes so on soon. the Premier League on Relatively those days. Yeah. Soon. And then when uh, do, hold on. Up- wait, wait. I'm just going to look. When do they play again? Uh... Um, not for a bit. I'm looking at a March now. Wow, they must... Are they... Was this really scheduled in the beginning of the season? Because I feel like they're playing them late into the season the second time. So it's February 15th. And then... I don't know why I'm not finding now. Uh, okay. I thought, I was, I thought this was going to be sooner. Oh, uh, April 26th. So February 15th and April 26th. is like a three-month... Or no, two... Two and a half month. Two and a half no, month fu- difference. You know what? You, you know what? Fuck this shit. English Premier League, do your goddamn magic. It's rigged. It's rigged. F- fucking reschedule that second game for decision day. Just fucking 
Put it on decision day. Give every Premier League fan the desire of a game that decides the title. Give it to me. Just give, give the world... That would be one of the most viewed games in soccer, period. A, ga- a, a, a game, one final game, two teams, one game to win the English Premier League title would be equivalent to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying a World Cup, but a Super Bowl. Like, you would have people canceling their plans weeks in advance to make sure that they were not doing anything at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday on decision day. That's all I got to say. Um, quick update on Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho is back training with the team. Uh, dude lost like th- like 10 or 15 pounds. Like he came back like skinny, skinny. And if that's what it took to get my boy back in the lineup, please let's, let's bring back that $100 million signing because the other $100 million signing needs some more time to grow. And I need one of these two fucking things to work. So I, I honestly forgot Jaden Sancho was a player on Manchester United. It's it's been it's been a bit. It has been a bit. <laughs> Fulham nothing. Tottenham won. Woo. This game th- th- this game also is kind of under the same category as like we were talking about the Aston Villa game before. Like this game sucked. Like, now this now game, hold on. I think Fulham probably should have won this game personally. Oh, Ful- but Fulham should have won this game. They Fulham didn't. Were, you, Fulham, were, Fulham were the better team, but Hugo Lloris decided to, oh, hey, I can be a good goalkeeper, so he's like, fuck it, I will be a good goalkeeper, and the defense didn't look terrible in this game. But yeah, Fulham, I think, deserved much more from this game but, I mean, fuck, if you're Spurs, the, these three points might be the three biggest points of the entire season at this point because you were six points away from top four going into this game. Now had play, Now you have played a game more than everyone else in the mix. You're only three points away from United now, but United still have uh, an extra game in hand. This, this game sucked, J.D. It did. How, it- like... It like, did. I, 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 I think Fulham like, played really well. They just couldn't finish. And Spurs, other than Harry Kane being Harry Kane in one moment, other than that, Spurs looked like shit. Yeah. Spurs Spurs did not look good. They they really, 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 really didn't. Um, I have no other po- talking points of this game. Uh, apparently, Harry Kane is open to re-signing a long-term deal with Tottenham. Okay, loser. Like yeah, win like, win no trophies. Okay. Yeah, like be be like, be basically be Matt Latissier on Southampton back in the just, day. Be be no, one just, of the one of the greatest players of your generation and win nothing. Like cool. And Good I get you. it. And I get it. I get it. I get the whole loyal to one club things like that. But hey, Harry, do you remember when like Tottenham loaned you out a bunch of times at the beginning of your career? And and last summer when he really wanted to go to Man City, yeah. <laughs> Again, like I, I I can't stress this enough. And if you're a Harry Kane fan, again, you don't need to listen to me. I'm just some nobody talking into a microphone. If Harry Kane really signs a long term deal with Spurs, he's just a loser forever. He's never going to win anything with England. He's never going to win anything with Spurs. And that's how it's going to be. He'll go down as one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. To just be great on terrible, terrible teams. And I feel like if you're Harry Kane, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Being what you'll go down as like, because then this will forever be the comparison between him and Wayne Rooney. Yeah, well, we'll Harry Kane have more goals at the end of their career? Absolutely. But damn it, Wayne won shit. Wayne won a lot of shit. And honestly, if it wasn't for a couple world superstars, he would have been a Ballon d'Or winner. Like, I, 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 Harry Kane, you owe yourself 
the ability to play at a higher level than Spurs. You just do. You you deserve you'd he, like I someone should tell him like bro think of you. Don't think of like your job. Don't think of your coworkers. Think of you, I, dude. I'm afraid that he when he retires and you know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, Sky Sports is going to hire because it'd be funny and it'd be ratings to hear him, you know, speak on, you know, television. Um but they'd hire him and he'd be like Micah Richards, where all the other people around him kind of just make fun of him for not really winning stuff. Like, like, yeah, like, like, like no, Billy, playing, playing in decent teams, you know, being okay. But like, and I know Micah Richards did win a league. I think he won a, a league with, with City, but it wasn't because of him. Like, and, and, yeah. and Thierry Henry and Jamie Carragher make fun of him for it all the time. That he was yeah. not that good. Yeah, no, I... And I feel like I, Harry Kane is going to be similar, where people are... You know, the guys around him who have won, you know, uh, Premier Leagues, they've won Champions Leagues, they've won World Cups, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, Harry, what did you win? A couple golden boots, and uh, you played for Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it literally is going to come down to, like, again... Look at where Man United are right now. And again... Nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Man United fan. Nothing to do with it. Man United is improving in every position. You now have, which by the way, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not pushing away Antonio Conte's success in anything away or anything Pochettino has done as in in his entire career. If if Harry Kane came to Man United, Eric Ten Hag would be the best manager he's ever played under, like, or played for. Like, he would immediately be under the better, like, a better football mind who would be able to take every strength Harry Kane has and putting him in the best position to fucking do well. Did you go to Man United? Man United immediately becomes a title contender. They immediately become a favorite in any competition they're in. Like, Harry, Tottenham aren't going to do that for you. Why would you do yourself a disservice and not just go somewhere that's going to fucking... Dude, if a Spurs fan... If I ever see a Spurs fan ever talk shit to Harry Kane for wanting to go somewhere else, you just are thinking too big of your club. You're thinking too much that you're offering... Like, You do realize like Harry Kane could go to Chelsea or go to Liverpool this season. And that would be an improvement amongst his career. Like, he's putting himself in the driver's seat to do more. Like, because Chelsea and Liverpool still have Champions League that they're in. And yes, I understand Tottenham are also still in Champions League. Or, no, where are they? Are they... Where where are they? I forget. Yeah, they're in Champions Dude, League. Dude, I don't fucking remember. I, yeah, they, it's, they're it's in Champions League. Champions League is, is so far behind. And, oh, well, that's that's going to hit up us soon. Yeah. It's coming up soon yeah. again, but I, I, I honestly don't even fucking remember. Yeah, that's that's going to hit a square in the fucking mouth. Um, but yeah, Harry Kane, do yourself a favor and go somewhere better. Go to Bayern Munich. Fuck it. He's linked to Bayern Munich. Like, here, you want to take the United factor out of it? Go to Bayern Munich and just bang trophies in for fun. Like, you want to talk about a tap-in of a fucking ability to fucking guarantee fucking a trophy every single year. Go do that. Fuck it. Don't I, I go think you should come to the Philadelphia Union. That's that's all I'm saying. And and he would he would be a great impact sub for Carranza or, or Ua. And I'm saying no disrespect <laughs> to Antonio Conte, Pochettino, or anyone he's coached under. Jim Curtin would be the best footballing mind he, he would Harry take, Kane has ever He would ever take Corey for. Burke's spot. <laughs> right, there, right there is a great impact sub, score seven yeah. goals a season. Yeah. And then eventually uh, finish his career at the New York Rebel. <laughs> yeah, give me a season or two of Harry Kane. Fuck it. <laughs> can't, be, can't be any worse than what I got right now. Looking at the Premier League title, uh, the title race, really, really quickly. So it's it's now getting good, boys and girls. Arsenal now command a five point lead on Manchester City, but you and have played one less game. So if Arsenal make up their game in hand with a win, they will go eight points clear. City are still in it though. I you, oh you can't count them out. Eight points behind. I don't care. It takes. One slip from Arsenal and one massive victory from City in the same week 
to have every single pundit in the world go, City are back in it. City are back in it. But on 45 points is City. Uh, Newcastle on 39 with Manchester United. They just have a better goal differential, so those teams are locked in. And like I said, Tottenham are three points out but have played an additional game. And as JD said before, teams 14 through 20 are separated by three points. I, I actually shit you not. One win and one loss could see you go from mid-table to bottom of the table. It's, JD, it's, it's getting weird. It's, it's getting weird down there. I'm not going to lie. It's almost like whose line is it anyway, except no one wants to be on the next episode. I mean, you sound like Ben Shapiro. It's getting a little weird down there. It's getting a little weird down there. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty dry. I'm not going to lie. It's getting pretty dry down at the bottom of the Premier League table. If only we had something that could just make it nice and wet. On that note. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, very much for joining us on another episode of the EPL Boys. We greatly appreciate all the love and support that you guys are providing every single day, and we cannot thank you enough. If you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys on Instagram. And if you are not already, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. It goes a very, very long way to the growth of our show. As always, guys, my name is Matt for JD. Guys, I want you to be safe. I want you to be well, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.